Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. You know, I just kept showing up. They're like, well, you know, you've been around so long, you might as well start working here. So they started paying me a little something. And, and then after a couple of years, uh, on the third year, the, the day before opening day, the concession manager got hit by a bus and died. <gasps> and they made me the concession manager because I worked in a restaurant before. I had restaurant experience. Right place, right time, I guess. I <laughs> Welcome back to the Loy Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey Roxy. Hey Chuck. Hey Little. It's Tiny Chuck. Hello. Tiny Chuck back. back in the house. So much exciting stuff going on in the Littles universe. Yeah. Lots of exciting mm-hmm. stuff. I can't remember the last time we've had three days in between a show, and there's so much went on. Yeah. Okay? But we're going to start here, Chuck. I, I know I sent this to you as well. I sent it to all of them because this was so sweet and just so endearing. But we've had a lot of New York Times in Little's land this last couple days. One of the big ones, obviously, is Tony Beeson putting up a sign. Uh, I believe it's right outside the hospital, right <laughs> where DeMar Hamlin is, mm-hmm. because obviously... That all occurred on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. Now, we don't really talk sports here, but Chuck, were you watching that live by any chance? I was definitely watching that live. Okay, we weren't. So wild because I had pretty much just turned it on. I turned it over. I was like, you know, Amy doesn't really watch football. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to flip this on. It's supposed, you know, it's going to be a great game. Right, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Cincy. Lots yeah. on the line. So I was like, yeah, let me just see what's going on. Probably three minutes into it, that happened. And I, you knew right away, just based on a couple of the other players' reactions, right. that something was way worse than just concussion or you know a knee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. They right. all basically they all kind of went down. So yeah, it was yeah. really intense. We were celebrating actually. That was Roxy's last day, yep. her last day of perf- actual of performances Christmas. Mm-hmm. of Christmas, as we say it. And so we went out with a couple friends, and then they came back here and. I just happened to look at the score because I was curious. We weren't watching it. I, you know, we didn't have the TV on at all. And it just said, actually, I can't remember now off the top if it said suspended or postponed. I think you it said, was probably just suspended. I think you said suspended. Yeah. So I was like, wow, there must be crazy weather and going yeah. on in Cincinnati. And then all of a sudden we found out what it was. It was just, mm-hmm. yeah, totally crazy. So our thoughts are with them and all the littles thoughts are with them, obviously, because yes. Tony Beeson was the sweetest person on this planet to go and post a sign down outside the hospital. And it got in a picture of it got in the New York Times. Yeah. I mean, and Tony was there putting it up. Mm-hmm. It was just really cool. Yeah. And I mean, it was just so sweet and not sure really what else to say about it, except thank you, Tony Beeson, for representing the loyal littles community. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. But yeah. we also had another little represented in the New York Times recently. Now, this, I believe, was posted on January 5th. And it's Garrett Schumann. What episode? 81, right? 81. I think we looked it up. 81. Mm-hmm. Episode 81, Garrett. And he had an article in the New York Times, and it was called A Black Composer's Legacy Flourishes 500 Years After His Birth. And it's the reputation of Vincent Lustano, one of the earliest known composers of African descent active in Europe, was thwarted for centuries. That's like the subtitle, I believe. Oh, wow. It's just really cool. I mean, to have another little... Published represented, in the, yeah, yeah. represented in the New York Times. Wow. So it's been, a, like I said, a big couple days. Now, I wanted to start with those because those were more se- on the more serious nature. Mm-hmm. But we've also discovered, and I feel like a dope as usual, because this was sent to me before our last episode. And <laughs> Chuck has, well, we've, we've talked about this before. 
I have relationships with other listeners and littles and da da da. And so all these things come into my phone at Mm -hmm. various different times. And various different platforms. That's the key. (laughs) Various different platforms. (laughs) And I guess I'm just, I'm going to accept that I'm getting old, Roxy. I'm sorry. You thought you were marrying this young buff stud. (laughs) And I'm now just this old, I'm becoming this old man. You can stop laughing now, Roxy. And no, you too. Meanwhile, I've been laying with a heating pad on my back all okay, day. Okay, well, yeah, but you, you also so. have a reason to be sore right now. But my point is it's the brain because I can't remember. I could not remember. I knew what it was about. I knew I wanted to mention it. I probably should have anyway. But it's the exciting news that there is a La Cheeserie beer out there. Yeah. So Ooh. Claire sent me the information and I couldn't figure out who. I couldn't remember, first of all, who sent it because then it was like two days later and mm-hmm. I just... I looked everywhere. I looked on Instagram. I looked on Twitter. I looked in our emails, Facebook Messenger. I mean, you name it. I looked for it, except... Your text messages. Well, no. Actually, I did look in my text messages, Mm. but I did not think to click on her for some Ah, reason. I don't know why. I think because... That's the ticket. I'm such an idiot. (laughs) Anyway, so she sent me a picture. His name is Jason Afema. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. It's U-F-E-M-A. The brewery is Sky Bear Brewing. Now, I have no idea where that's from, but he anyway, he drove all the way down to Calvert Woodley, delivered some personally, and so, of course, we're getting in touch, you know, because we have to meet Jason. Yes. I mean, this is great. So uh, how exciting is that? There is a lachiserie beer. Now, I don't think it's going to be our type of beer. I hear it's a lager. Uh, oh, I like lagers. Oh, see, I don't. So, okay. Well, Roxy. Boston lager, Sam Adams. All right. Well, that's true. I forgot. Well, I was trying to, we've been trying to wean you off that, Roxy. <laughs> Is it like beer cheese? Beer cheese? What? I have no idea. I hope it doesn't taste like cheese. I got to be honest. <laughs> but it's called La Cheeserie, so we're excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So much more to get into here. Roxy and I tried our hand at some trivia last night. Yep, first time. Didn't go so well, for me at least. <laughs> but, you know. It was a lot of fun. Great time we was had, had by time. all. And yep. so thank you, Claire, for the invite to mm-hmm. that here in New York City. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where else are we going, Roxy? We have, from, we have a thing from needtoknowfacts.com. Turns out chocolate is as healthy as fruit. This might just be the best news you hear all year. Now, it's early in the year, but some scientists believe that (laughs) chocolate (laughs) should be classified as a super fruit. That is correct. That delicious delicacy that you crave but know you shouldn't eat too much of is right up there with blueberries on the super fruit list. Whoa. Now, that's... Yeah, that's like clickbait right there. I just had chocolate before we started this. (laughs) The reason behind this is that chocolate is a rich source of antioxidants and contains more polyphenols and flavanols, is that a thing, than pure fruit juice. So next time the doctor tells you you need more fruit in your diet, you know where to head. Now, that's all clickbait. It's got to be. I mean, first of all, have you seen what's in fruit juice? Oh, yeah. It's all sugar. Right. It's all just crap. Crap, yeah. (laughs) Um. No, but I just thought that was funny. I have like, we heard have a, a piece of dark chocolate a day is good. Same from the glass of wine a day. Now yeah, they, sure. They say that's true because of your heart and stuff an like that. I don't day, know. A wine a day, a well, chocolate I, an a apple day. a day sounds more like the real deal. But anyway, <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah, dark, it has to be dark, like at least seventy percent. I think. Yeah, really dark chocolate. Yeah. Dark. That's to be, must be why. healthy. But how about this chocolate covered fruit? And you get the best of both worlds. You sure do. I guess. So yeah. double it up. Uh-huh. I guess. Strawberries. I like that. We now. gave away our fondue pot, didn't we, Chuck? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I like milk chocolate, though, of course. You I'm like, not a big dark you like chocolate. Well, yeah, chocolate. That's the sugar. Too. Oh, yeah. I love white chocolate. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway. Really? Okay. 
All right. Well, the thing I really wanted to get into, because we didn't do this last episode, was New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah, that. Where are we at with New Year's <laughs> resolutions? When do they start? All that stuff. Now, I usually have this joke on Facebook that I always put on my personal page that just couldn't work this year. But mm-hmm. it's usually like if New Year's is like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, the joke is New Year's resolutions don't start till the first Monday of the month, right? Well, this year they started the day after. So yeah, right. <laughs> that wasn't going to be so funny. But my point is, let's ask first. Now, Chuck, do you even do New Year's resolutions at all? No, I I think I tried one, ah, maybe my twenties. <laughs> okay, <laughs> stop drinking. I maybe was that was like, uh, I think I was gonna go, like go vegetarian or something, oh. and I did it. Whoa. It lasted like a month. Whoa! And then I was driving by a Hardee's, and they had like <laughs> two for one mushroom Swiss cheeseburgers, <laughs> and I got those, and game over. Well, first of all, thank goodness I didn't know you back then. And right. second of all, a month. I'm actually a month, whole that's month. impressive. Well, I, I'm actually kind of impressed, but we'll get there in a few minutes. So you never well, did like, the whole like nowadays oh, who waits till New Year's to start something. It's like you do it right away when you're thinking about it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you don't say, oh, I think I'll do this, but I'm going to wait till New Year's because that's that'll be my resolution. You know, you well, just start when you start. I also think it depends on what it is. Like a lot of the big one, I think for a lot of people is, oh, I'm going to lose weight or eat healthier. But of course, the holidays are here. So you're like, well, I'm going to wait till after the holidays. So it's very hard to start in that moment. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard to say like December 10th. Oh, I'm going to start losing weight. Yeah. Right. But and I have 10 holiday parties to go to, Mm -hmm. you know, and people are going to have cookies and all this other desserts that I love to eat. So that's what I mean. It's kind of hard. Roxy, did you ever do them? You know, I would think about them, but I would never put the pressure on myself to actually really fully make resolutions and feel like the need to stick to them. But I do have some goals for the year that I I could kind of tie into resolutions that I would really like to try to be better at committing to some stuff. You know, I just bought new running sneakers. Well, you did so. just get married, so there's that. Well, there's that. That's good. That's okay. good. Right. I just bought new running yeah. sneakers. I want to run a bunch more this year because I was really getting into it and at you, the end of last year. You heard that right. Sneakers, plural. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because every new runner needs sneakers, plural. Yeah, I bought two <laughs> pair. I had a coupon. It's fine. I had a coupon. Um, <laughs> Which just cracks me up because it's like, oh, one's for long. You haven't even started okay. running. But no, I get it. There's, well, I know people that have different pairs for different lengths of... That's my other thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to start this coming week because I spent this past week just recovering. Right. And yeah. sort of daily different body parts were breaking down. So I needed the week to, right, absolutely. <laughs> to recover from my season. So I'm hoping to maybe start with a light jog. Jog. Yeah, we'll do that. So to speak. Okay. This coming week. So but you're planning on sticking to it. Well, we haven't you haven't yeah. even had the chance. I mean yeah. right now it's not doing well. But I mean, you did. I, you needed I, some time to recover. Yeah, so we'll get that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I used to do them all the time. One another big one is I think for most people is for the people in school, oh, I'm going to do better in school. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you had a bad fall semester, mm-hmm. that's my, I'm going to do better in school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have one. Chuck, I'm impressed because I lasted three days. <laughs> now, I'm going back and I'm Master still. Master of your domain. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would Good not, Chuck. one. I would have put one. money on that, Chuck. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I'm still continuing the resolution. I just. And I blame Tony Kornheiser of all people. That's why I'm bringing this up. The funniest part for me is that Roxy still hasn't figured out what this is. I haven't. Okay. And I've told her about it and she's, it's killing her. She's like, <laughs> how come you won't tell me what I'm like, because I want you to try to figure it out if you can. Cause it's something I do every day mm-hmm. and it's something within that pattern that's going to be different. And that's my 
New Year's resolution. So, so I, far, I haven't seen anything. And the different. clue, one of the clues was <laughs> it involves Tony Kornheiser a little bit, not really, but yeah. he's what screwed it up. Yeah, no okay? offense, I haven't noticed anything different. That's okay. No, no, that's fine. But I, I think it's funny that it's kind of driving you crazy. But I just, the point is, I lasted three days. I was like, you got to be kidding. Like, me. are you getting back into it, or are you? No, just I'm done? To- Oh, I'm still just continuing it. Okay. I'm just acknowledging that. That you slipped. I a lasted little. three days. Yeah, I slipped a little. Okay. Yeah, I slipped okay. one day. Okay. Yeah, but. Hello, it's only January 8th. Right. So not doing so great. Well, with that attitude. Well, I guess one out of eight. That's, you <laughs> no, know, I, that's not too right, bad right. as for mm-hmm. a, a failure. So we'll be monitoring that throughout the year. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, there was something else that I wanted to try to do too, which I finally picked up today. But of course, I fell asleep in the middle of it. Of course. So. And that's your book. That's reading. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. So this will be fun. Maybe Littles can write in and guess. Does anyone? What my I know. That would be great. Is. Yeah. That would be great. We'll see what they come up with. Who knows what Chuck is doing? And then um, the other thing, uh, Chuck, do you and Amy do this or do you buy yourself Christmas presents? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Now, what do you do with said Christmas presents? Nothing. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, you do I wrap them? Yeah. That's, that's what the question is. No, no, is. no. I just get them and. Oh, okay. All right. To say, hey, I bought myself this. So yeah. Well, yeah. So earlier this year, it was only about a month and a half ago, I'd say, I bought something, and I, <laughs> Roxy comes home, and I'm like, you owe me fifteen bucks. She's like, for what? And I said, because <laughs> I bought myself a Christmas present, so it'll be from you. It's it's a it takes you off the hook. I think it's a great idea. Littles, do you do this? Do you buy yourself Christmas presents from your significant other and or just say, hey, family you're or whatever? Me this? Well, yeah, because then you know you know you're gonna like what you got. Yeah. Right. I think it's taking pressure off of you. Wait, but here's the funny thing. I if I'm not mistaken, you had me open that present. Oh, maybe Christmas morning. Well, because I already knew what it was. For a month, you were saying, "Oh, this is for me from you." <laughs> well, I did. Roxy, I put a tag so. on it. Actually, I think I said it was from Santa. Maybe Santa Roxy. That's what you said. All right. So, and then you had me uh, open it. Okay. I and don't what remember was that. It? it was the Snoopy clock. It was right. a clock. I figured we could put it up in the bathroom right. or somewhere. It mm-hmm. went with the Charlie Brown decor. That's right. And I just thought it was cute, and I mm-hmm. bought it. And so I was like, "Oh, it's a month before Christmas. I'll just wrap it up, say it's from Roxy, and we're good to go." <laughs> now, the other reason I'm bringing this up mm-hmm. is because the other day our tree was still up, and Roxy comes home, and there's this new gift under the tree wrapped. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so I think this is going to be fun. She's it's killing her. She wants me to open it. It's for him. Yeah, it's for me. From me? Yeah, I put from you. I Actually, I think I put Santa Roxy since you came up with that. Right. I think I just, you were like, no, Santa Roxy. So I'm like, okay, it's from Santa Roxy. So she wants me to open it now. I've already told her. I said it really is, it's a very seasonal present. So if we open it now, if I open it now, it. I won't be using it. Mm-hmm. So there's no point. So we'll miles will just wait till next year. So my thought process was when we take all the decorations <laughs> down the tree, we'll put it up in the closet. <laughs> so when we get the stuff down or wherever we're getting it from next year, We'll see the gift and it'll, and I'll maybe. You'll probably forget. Right. That, that'll be fun for me. I won't even know what's in this box. I'll be like, oh, this is great. So I don't know. We'll see. But I do think because I do at this moment know what it is. I do think it would be very appropriate to open it when we put all the decorations up in the tree up, which is usually right after Thanksgiving, because I've already explained that it's a seasonal holiday item. Mm -hmm. So this way we could use it for the season and right. not just wait till Christmas day. That makes sense. So we'll see. But we'll see. Still, we'll keep you posted. I see this as like a Christmas vacation where it's going to get lost for about 10 years <laughs> and then you'll find it somewhere. You're not going to remember next year that you have this. Well, it's funny that you say that Chuck, something like that happened, but we have to get out of here. We'll, we'll continue this in the last part when we read the emails and stuff. Cause we have a great meet the littles guest. It's almost sort of littles. You're not going to believe it. If you heard the last episode, 
It's just too coincidental. These things happen, though, mm-hmm. when we meet the little. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back with... Meet the... Little. Hi, this is Tony Beeson, and I'm banging keys randomly while I listen to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This episode by Emily Danger, and this song is called War Torn. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find all of Emily's stuff wherever you stream your music, iTunes, etc. But she says the best way to support her is just head on over to Instagram and give her a follow over there. It is at Emily Danger. That is E-M-I-L-Y-D-A-N-G-E-R. That's over on Instagram. So head on over and support her and give her a follow. And as always, we'll play the full song, War Torn, at the end of the podcast. It's now time to meet the littles. All right, Roxy. I'm excited. We're very excited. This is going to be a fun one. Please welcome to the podcast, Scott Watson. Hey, Scott, how's it going? Going great. Can't believe I'm finally on with Chuck and Roxy. (laughs) Aw, I love love that. That's what we love to hear. I know. Littles for the future. That's the greeting right there. Yes. All right. Everyone should get excited. Everyone. (laughs) So, well, we're excited too because we just learned some background information recently. This was actually very short-lived. We've kind of been talking on Twitter and then all of a sudden I was like, hey, I've got an opening tomorrow morning. Do you want to come on the podcast? You were like, sure. So Very quick. Scott, we, we just found out you're a loyal listener, so we're very thankful for that. Why don't we turn it over to you? Take us back. Tell us a little something about yourself. Well, I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. I live now in uh, Sarasota, Florida, and got two boys, the Goose, who is uh, a nurse in an operating room, and my younger son, whose name is Stacy, S-T-A-C-E-E. Why'd you spell it like that? Because it's easier to hate uh, as a professional wrestler. (laughs) Wow. All right, wait a minute. Shut the front door. Did you say your son is a professional wrestler? I did. This, Roxy, this is out of control now. This is like a couple episodes in a row that just is... Wrestling is coming what? up. All right, yeah. so wait, you got to go into that. I know this is your interview. I mean, if he's a little, that's even better, but I'm guessing <laughs> not. But He was uh, actually at Belmont University in Nashville and doing just fine, thank you. He was also Bruiser the Bruin, which was their mascot. He's a kid that's always been an entertainer. Nice. Like He was that kid that at eight years old wanted the magic kit so he could entertain the other kids. Aww. Anyway, kind of without warning, he advised his mother and me that he had decided he was going to drop out of college and become, wait for it, a professional wrestler. Wow. And I just looked at him and I was like, seriously, dude? So he dropped out of college? Had he ever wrestled yeah, before? Yeah, dropped out of college to well, do it. And, and, you know, it's weird. One of the questions that we always get, Chuck and Roxy, is, 
well, did he wrestle in high school? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, while I'm a big sports fan, I come from a super artsy family. My father was an actor mm. and he was in show choir. And so people would say, did he wrestle? I said, no, he was in show choir, but he was big and they loved him because he could lift the fat chicks. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, can we say that? <laughs> I mean, that's what they said. So, wow. That was a quote, Littles, a direct quote. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So, Roxy said, she goes, Oh, has he ever wrestled? I'm like, Well, it's more of an acting gig, right? I mean, is that what we're saying? What I'm told is that there's certainly a lot of athletics involved. Oh, absolutely. That there's also a lot of scripting as far as characters and yep. things like that involved. Some choreography. Um, but I think any time that you're in front of a crowd, whether it be on the radio, whether it be on stage, whether it be on film, whether it be on television, whether it be that you're speaking at the neighborhood PTA as the lunch entertainment, you're always on, right? And there's an entertainment value. And when I give a clinical talk, uh-huh. it can be boring. But they aren't going to invite me back if I'm not a little bit entertaining. So he's a kid that's always been a ham. He's really good at what he does. And his character, Stacy, is super fun and super funny. Wait, I love that. We have to look this up. I love that. This is crazy. This is hilarious. Does he have any good matches coming up? I think he's in Canada this weekend, which probably will have already happened by the time the show drops. But he wrestles a lot. He does probably... I don't know, 60, 70 dates a year. Uh, tends to, he tours out of Orlando, and that's an easy town to fly in and out of because right. of the mouse. And so uh, a lot in Florida, a lot in Georgia, some in Indiana. I think he's going to New York next week, doing a couple well, a show in New Jersey and a show in New York City. And he's, again, living his best life. And people always say, well, how long will this happen? It's like being a professional athlete and yeah. anything else. As yep. long as you It happens can. till you get hurt. Yeah, exactly. What are his stats? How big are you? How big is he? I'm not big. I'm 5'10", and I'm fat. He is about 6'6", 245, wow. 250. Whoa. Wow. With really long hair. That's Whoa. great. This is great. That is so fun. <laughs> That's so fun. That's I so mean, fun. like I said, just piggybacking off our last episode, but we got to get back to you. So where did you go to school and all that stuff? Yeah, so I got my undergraduate degree from a wonderful private liberal arts school in Holland, Michigan called Hope College. It's the only college in the country that's named after an ideal Mm -hmm. uh, rather than a person Mm -hmm. or a direction or a place. And my graduate degree is from Indiana Wesleyan University, and I have a master's in counseling, and my undergraduate degree is in uh, communications and political science. Wow. Wow. Excellent. All over the place. Now, let's go back to, you said Hope College? Hope College in Holland, Michigan. And where is Holland? That sounds so familiar. Maybe I'm thinking of Houghton, Michigan, but where is it? So Holland would be just west of Grand Rapids on Lake Michigan. Oh, and okay. so if you take your hand and you put it up kind of like the state of Michigan, yep. where it puts their hand up and they point, it would probably be like right below your little finger. Okay. It sounds cold. Oh, okay. It is cold this time <laughs> of year. Miserable. Yeah. And how many students? Uh, we try to have classes of about 800 per year. Okay. So about 3,500. Okay. Wow. You're still, if you're doing the walk of shame, everyone knows about it though, right? <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was always the tricky part about going to where I went. You had to always keep that in mind Yeah. <laughs> when you went out the night before. Uh-huh. So anyway, now let's get back into what you were doing. Now we found out some things off air. Now you have a radio show in the mornings? Yeah, I do a couple of things. I do host a radio show every morning. It airs in Western Michigan, even though I live down in Florida. It's kind of a trick we play on Western Michigan. They think that I live up there. Uh, But as you mentioned, it's freezing up there. So the show's called Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, and it's really fun. I get to interview somebody every morning. Uh, It's a short show. It runs a little less than 10 minutes, and I've been fortunate. You know, in radio, 
It's tough because you get a lot of people telling you what to do, and they've never told me who to interview or who not to interview. I try to stay away from politics because I don't want to irritate or alienate half the listeners mm-hmm. right. uh, every single day before we get started. And it's a mix of people that would be unique to West Michigan, but also people that have a national pull. So in the last uh, year, we've had Jerry Springer on. We've had Tara Lipinski on. Uh, we've had uh, the winners of each of the two voice seasons, and it's really wow. funny. So we have a good time. We try to make it educational. We try to keep it light. Then the other thing that I do is uh, I mentioned before we started taping for this segment that I'm also an addictions counselor. And what that looks like is really safety sensitive drug and alcohol assessments for the Department of Transportation and then also doctors, nurses, lawyers and famous people that either want help or need help. So and you said you had a undergrad degree in communications and political science. So you're, you checked that off the list with work. I did. And, <laughs> and also master's in counseling. So now you're right. checking that off the list. So you're one of I mean, the you, few sir. people out there that actually <laughs> their degree actually translates to what they're doing now. Sounds like you knew what that's you wanted amazing. to do. You got the degree and you're doing it. Yeah, that's incredible. Exactly. And somewhere along the way, they gave me an ed cert, which is just a license to teach. Okay. Uh, I did that briefly. But uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Now, wow. I always find this funny because the listeners know that we try to pull some tricks too sometimes, <laughs> as we did on our wedding day episode. Right. And, and right. just things like that. Now, do you, when you're doing your radio show, do you like to pretend? Like if the caller doesn't know or whoever you're interviewing doesn't know where you are, you're like, yeah, it's really cold here today, but you're in Sarasota and it's 80 degrees outside? I would say that probably happens more often because since COVID, we've been allowed to do some of our substance use assessments on Zoom, mm. and they assume that I'm in central Indiana because most of my, my license is an Indiana a license, so I practice there. And so you can fill out a sheet, and Indiana will let you practice remotely. So a lot of them assume you know, that I'm in central Indiana, and yet I'm wearing short sleeves, and they can see that, and I think they think that I'm probably very warm-blooded that in January (laughs) and February, I'm walking around the office in a golf shirt. Wow. Now, you said you grew up in Indianapolis, right? I did. I grew up in Indianapolis. was lucky to have a family that traveled a fair amount uh, just for fun, but uh, lived in Michigan briefly uh, after college and right before COVID hit, providentially, I would say, uh, moved to Sarasota. My folks are both still alive. They're old, and I get to spend uh, and hopefully be helpful to them every day. That's so great, though. Yeah. You can have that connection and spend that time. All right. Now, I'm genuinely curious about this, actually, though. When did you know what you wanted to do in life? Like, it sounds like you knew in Early high school on, like, yeah. that you want to just help people and counsel. Well, you know, it's weird. As a little boy, I was fascinated when the garbage truck drove by and it was big and it was powerful and they got to hang out on the outside of the garbage truck. And so I was pretty sure, you know, at age five, I wanted to be a garbage man. Mm. Uh, And then I walked outside and I smelled the garbage and I thought, eh, maybe not. Like You might want to do something different. I've been fortunate. I've done a number of different things in my life. I would say that the radio is something that I did in high school, in college, right after college. But then I didn't do much of it for 25 years. I did a lot of public speaking. Uh, but I didn't do a lot of radio. And shortly before COVID, I had an opportunity to begin to do that again. And I did it and they were able to sell my show, which means they're making money from me. Mm -hmm. And that's always a good thing. My guess is if they hadn't been able to sell the show, uh, I might only have one job right now. But radio has been something that's always been a constant. And my youngest son, who I referenced, Alex, who's the professional wrestler, uh, Stacy Alexander, Alex says that radio was dad's first love. And I think that's probably always been the case. You know, the substance abuse stuff, I've been in recovery for a long, long time. 
And it is a tremendous blessing, if I can be serious, to just be able to help people and also be able to make a living from it. And so when people struggle, whether that be vocationally or relationally or legally, we're able more often than not to get them pointed in the right direction. And I really like both of my jobs at this point in my life. But I also, as I said before we started taping, I don't work a ton. So fun is always uh, more fun than work. And that's, as one of the comedians famously said, is why they call it work. (laughs) Right. That's true. And so did Hope College have a radio station or anything, And but you just weren't involved? No, they did. I was involved uh, as a student during freshman orientation. I got hooked up with the radio station at Hope College, and I was there for one semester. And then the station in town actually hired me. Uh, I think they wow. had heard me or somebody at the college had heard me. And they hired me to do a little sports report every morning. And Very shortly after I started doing that, a guy that had been doing football and basketball play-by-play was going to take a sabbatical for a year. And they asked me at age like, you know, all of 19 years old or maybe 20 years old if I would do that. I had never done play-by-play except for maybe three months on that station. And so I moved to the commercial station. And then, you know, you want to be a DJ because you're that age. And then Mm -hmm. you get into news. And it just kind of morphs. And it's been a fun avocation that I get paid a little bit of money for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely one of my biggest regrets is not getting involved with the radio station at my college. I was going to. I loved listening to the station. Mm -hmm. I actually went in once to get my feet. They had, you know, those sign-ups for clubs and stuff. And I signed up. They called me up. I went in and got to read the scores Mm -hmm. for one of the morning shows. And then for some reason, I think it was just because I was so busy, my major, that I just didn't have time to take away from the rehearsals and the practicing and all that stuff to go in and just do that kind of stuff. But yeah, that would have been fun. And now that I've been doing the interview thing for a little while, then when they have a vacation fill in, whether it be hosting the morning show or whether it be doing the news, more often than not, I get asked, and if at all possible, try to fill in. So again, it's fun. It's not a career career for me at this point. But it's a blessing to be asked at my age, and I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, now you also said you moved You know, you know, moved around a little bit. It sounds like three places. Where's your fandom lie? What's your favorite sport? Things like that. When you live in Indianapolis or in Indiana, <laughs> and when you grow up in Indiana, there is only one sport, Yep. and that is basketball. And that sounds odd in this day of social media and in this day of YouTube and in this day of being able to watch the Premier League that's in Europe – it's a little bit different now for kids mm-hmm. that are growing up. Yeah. But the truth is, if you grew up in the 70s and the 80s in Indiana, there's one sport, and that sport is basketball. Mm-hmm. And whether it be the Indiana Pacers when, when they were in the ABA or the NBA, there were no Colts when I was younger. You know, obviously yeah. they moved uh, with the Mayflower Vans from Baltimore. I am a Colts season ticket holder, and my son's grateful for that because he gets to go to the games now that I live in Florida. Uh-huh. And <laughs> But big fan of the Indiana Pacers big fan of college basketball in general and it's not at all unusual for me to watch either my little d3 college online in the evenings now or it's pretty rare that a night goes by and i'm not either following along online or actually watching a basketball game having said that i love all sports Mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of soccer i find soccer to be just dreadfully boring (laughs) Uh, any game where one nothing is just so exciting you know, you look at Pele, who died, it had 2,300 goals hmm. in a sport where one nothing is considered a great game. Yeah. That, that's remarkable. Yeah. And so, but I'm a big sports fan. I also spent a lot of time as a basketball official. So I refereed 
uh, high school basketball in Indiana, which is just exciting, exciting. Uh, my girls' numbers, women's numbers, but when they're in high school, they call them girls, but were pretty good, and I was able to get to a semi-state as an official. Oh, my nice. boys' numbers were not as good. Uh, and that's fine. It's a, a combination of how good you are and coaches vote and supervisors vote. So officiating is something that I've always done a lot of. And then I was able to broadcast uh, a little bit of basketball as well. Cool. The other thing for me, and I think if you grow up in central Indiana, this is part of it. We've got this little thing on uh, Memorial Day weekend called the Indy 500. <laughs> and people have heard of it. But the reality is the Indy 500 is the largest single day sporting event in the world. Wow, really? It is. Okay. You know, the World Cup's three weeks. There are other things that take place over a period of time, like the Olympics. But you'll get anywhere between 300 and 500,000 people that will descend to uh, 16th and Georgetown Road and watch cars drive in a circle. Wow. And people love sports, and they've not been to the Indy 500. you got to go once. It has to be on your bucket list. You know, it's so funny because um, I think I told this on the podcast. I don't know if it was the Indy 500 or the Daytona 500 or whatever it was, but I remember distinctly we had it on the TV in the bedroom. I was about to fall asleep. They were at whatever lap they were on. I slept, I fell asleep. I woke up, and they were still going, and they still had so much of the race left. Well, I and think I'm they like, were what still... is this? Well, it takes forever. <laughs> and I think I've told that story before where I gained so much respect. Mm. It was 2001 because I still have the game for PlayStation 2, NASCAR <laughs> 2001, where I literally sat in front of the TV and I did one of these races and it, I was literally there for three hours. Yeah. Now, luckily, I got to hit pause a couple times to go to the bathroom. <laughs> they don't get to do that. No. You know, so I always say how I gain more respect. Now, the one thing I was going to say, though, now, is that TV numbers as well? Do you know? Because I would have thought no, immediately the Super Bowl would have been. Right. No, I'm talking about live bodies in seats. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I be, I, now, for me personally, because I'm not a big race car and ask any of those, Indy, any of that, where I feel like after the first, say, 25 laps, I might get bored. I can see where you're saying it's the most exciting because I was lucky enough to attend a Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. And I say that's, for me the best yeah. live event I've ever been to. And of course, I've never been to a Super Bowl and stuff like that. But just the excitement and the energy and the actual, I mean, you sit there all day for this, literally, and you're only in one section of the track. So I mean, yeah. you literally get 15 seconds tops right. of the event, you know, that you actually see. But no, I believe it. Now, have you been to the Indy? Oh, yeah. I went to my first Indy 500 when I was, I believe, eight years old. Wow. Okay. Since I was 18, and I'm old now, I've not <laughs> missed any Indy 500s, and I believe that I have only missed three since I was eight. And again, I'm old. You know, you mentioned how long it takes. The race has actually gotten a lot shorter as the cars have gone faster. So yeah. when I'm eight years old, the average speed of the race was maybe 165, 155 miles per hour. Uh -huh. Now the average speed is up above 200 miles an hour. The cars are going somewhere in the neighborhood of high 220s, low 230s. And so it just doesn't take as long to go 500 miles. But for those that aren't race fans, because it's the largest single day sporting event in the world, because there are so many people and they are diversity is a word that we use now kind of as a buzzword. It is a diverse crowd yeah. Mm. At, yeah. at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The people watching. OMG. <laughs> it's off the chart. Yeah, that, nice. was, that was the Kentucky Derby, too. Yeah. You take 300,000 people and you start feeding them alcohol early in the morning. Uh -huh. Did I mention the people watching? Yeah. It is so cool. <laughs> That's worth the price of admission, I bet. That's so Undoubtedly. funny. Undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, listen, we need to quick break. I need to look something up. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles podcast with Chuck and Doxy. <laughs> and Keith Ammerman. Keith Ammerman. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And Roxy. How about all this race car stuff? No, it's really interesting. It's taking me back. I feel like I want to start tuning into it. All right. So we have Scott Watson with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had to do a quick fact check on myself so I didn't sound like a dope. I'm still not completely positive because way back when we didn't do show notes as well as I think we do now. Right. But I was looking up. It's Mike Mackler. Is that right? That's what I have. Oh, you do. Okay. So it was episode 110, the smaller the ball, the better the sale. Mike Mackler. Now, you said you're a loyal listener, but have you heard that episode by any chance? I did not. Okay. I feel like you two need to get together and hang out Mm -hmm. because Mike, he is car racing. Die hard. Die hard. So yeah, he has a ton of stuff. His Twitter handle is at Spade Racing, but he has SpadeRacing.com, RaceShopReviews.com. NASCAR for newbies.com. He has all these websites. You're very into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's the only way I can think of saying it. So you should take a listen to that episode and then maybe connect with him because mm-hmm. it sounds like you two would have a great time hanging yeah. out. No doubt about it. All right. Now we didn't get into in the first section, uh, Tony Kornheiser at all. How did you become a little? How did you start listening to Tony and all that stuff? Certainly I was aware of Tony through PTI, but my cousin, Kurt Hines, shout out to my cousin, Kurt Hines, Kurt and I have really enjoyed being together with major sporting events, and we've always both loved sports. But there was a period of time when he went off the air at ESPN Radio and was doing the local show, and I wasn't aware of that. And Kurt said, you know, you can actually get him online, get the local show. And then as soon as they started the pod, very, very early, Kurt said, it's available, and you can get it on Apple, Google, Spotify, and if you get it on iTunes, please like and leave a review. And so <laughs> what I started doing was exactly that. So all credit for my following Tony on the pod goes to my wonderful cousin, Kurt Hines. Nice. And he's a loyal little? He is one of the loyalist littles. Great guy, and uh, just moved from a suburb of Chicago out to Colorado, and uh, he's living his best life out there in the mountains. Well, okay. All due respect, I don't know if we can one can call themselves the loyalist of Littles, but not yet have been on the Loyal Littles podcast. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. He will hear this, and I will share his contact information. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> We're just kidding. We know. We're nobody. Yeah. So, anyway, wow, that's great. I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Have you ever had any emails read? Kurt has. Oh. Kurt, uh, when they were doing the famous people from your hometown, mm-hmm. uh, had an email read. I've sent two in. I'm 0 for 2 which just feeds my I'm not good enough and my shame and makes me want to stay in bed when I wake oh, up. no. <laughs> <laughs> so you never made the trek out to chatter up to where they record and all that stuff, right? Well, so we were actually thinking about it, and then this crazy thing like COVID hit. Yep. Yeah. And we never got there. Yeah. I can tell you that the next time that I'm there, obviously, I'll probably get a bagel. Yeah. And who knows, I might just see if I've got a spare trailer and park it out in front of Tony's exactly. house. Exactly. Perfect. He will love it. <laughs> he will love it. I know he will. As a matter and maybe... fact, he might even just run out and start a podcast studio right there on the street. Yeah. There you go. That's what I think he should do. I know. That would be It's hilarious. all about the zoning, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Scott, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, you know we're the fun, dumb show, so you know what's coming up, right? I do. I'm ready. All right. Roxy, you want to start us off? Okay. If you could time travel, where or when would you go? I suppose the spiritual part of me would say something along the lines of the Last Supper or something back there. Having said that, I would love to have been 
holding hands with Neil Armstrong when he stepped off the ladder onto the moon. Mm. Uh, that, uh, since I was a little boy, I've had a fascination with the moon, and the opportunity to walk on the moon, if given the opportunity, is something that I absolutely would not turn down. Wow. Wow. That's, that be, that's really cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. So, Roxy, I do also think we, we need to clarify that because I know we've had someone in the past say, well, how long am I there? Oh, yeah. When you time travel. Like, do I get to come right back mm-hmm. or do I have to stay there for like a week? Right. Because the Last Supper, that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how long I would want to stay there. Yeah. Does that make sense? And the reality is the food probably wasn't great. Right. Yeah, oh, like absolutely. I probably I mean, it's want not a, the palm, right? I, right. Yeah, I probably exactly. want to pull an Irish exit or something at right. some point if it the food wasn't very no, good. That's so funny. <laughs> Do you know what an Irish exit is, Scott? No. Okay, see, this is the thing. Littles, sorry, we're going to hijack your interview here, sir. But we've never talked about that, I don't think, on the air. No. I call it a French retreat. Okay. So you call it an Irish exit. Yeah. And I've heard many other people say these different terms of what they call it. Yeah. Okay, so this is, my version is when you just sneak away from like a party and yeah. you don't say goodbye to anyone. Yeah, that's you just, an Irish You just exit. disappear. Uh-huh. No, it's a French retreat. That's what <laughs> I call it. It's an Irish exit, Chuck. I learned it as a French. <laughs> Do you have a name for that, Scott? Have you ever heard of such not, a thing? Not a cute one. This is going to make the listeners go, wow, yeah, that's good. It probably would just be like, I'm out of here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, not, but not tell anybody. Tony would just say, check, please. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But the next day when you're going to work, people are like, you disappeared. Where'd you go? Home. Yeah, I went home. home. <laughs> I went home. All right. Well, Littles, right in. I'm curious. What are the other? I know there's other it? terms. We could probably mm-hmm. just Google that, but... I don't know. I remember we used to on the tour bus yeah. when you were in the back lounge and all of a sudden you, you're sitting there. Now, things would go on in the back lounge that would. On the bus? Oh, yeah. There's a back lounge? Oh, yeah. On the crew bus? Oh. Yeah. This is the, the bus in the in the front. There's a lobby. Then there's the beds in the middle. Oh, and then there's, cause these, yeah. Yeah. These mm-hmm. are the, to- the overnight tor- bus. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. What's one hidden talent you have that no one else knows about? Well, I don't know that no one else knows about is the tough one right there. I've got a number of pretty low key down low things that I'm decent at. I love to fish. I play Appalachian mountain dulcimer. I I think probably the one that no one knows about is I really am decent at marketing some things, but it's not something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I have time for. And so it's not something that I do a lot of, but I do handle merchandise for a fairly well-known touring band and increasingly we're designing some shirts for that and things like that so uh, it's a super small part of what i do and who i am but i would say decent at marketing i mean that is a good skill to have but now i'm curious right did you save this for the bury the lead moment is that what we were you're going to tell oh i'm bruce springsteen's (laughs) (laughs) like I will say this. There is a bluegrass band called the Grascals. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. before they were before they were the Grascals, they were Dolly Parton's band, her bluegrass band. Nice. Uh, they've been out on about 18 years, I think, together. And wow. uh, one of their founding members that had left is coming back with them this year. And so uh, they've got a great tour planned, really excited. And I would imagine that I'll spend a fair number of nights in 2023 uh, out with the Grascals, selling T-shirts and enjoying just people that come to bluegrass festivals are wonderful people. And the band is a great band. That is awesome. All right. Wow. And we'll put that in the show notes for you if you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about sure. that. We'll talk about that later. All right, Roxy, what do we got? What would you do if you were invisible for a day? Do something nefarious, probably. <laughs> uh, if you can assure me that I'm not going to get caught when I become <laughs> visible again. Um, right. So how cool would it be, right? Like you could do things that would maybe uh, 
cast you in a better light or make you more money than you were entitled to, but you could also be a blessing to other people uh-huh. and right. no one would know. Yeah. So that holds some appeal both on the dark shadow side and on the uh, be a nice guy light side. Yeah. That's a pretty intriguing thing. I, I might like that way more than I should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. Yep. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? Oh, heavens. How long is the show? Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to ever so slightly change the question and, and tell you a story. And it was not a childhood memory. It was an adult memory. Okay. I bought this brand new lawnmower. And I want to say it cost just under $3,000. And it was zero turn. And it was awesome. And I drove it home from the hardware store. And I mowed my grass. And I mowed the neighbor's grass. And I put it on the trailer. And I took it down to our cabin about an hour south. And I unloaded it. And I was mowing up a storm. And I was mowing down by the lake, and I drove that sucker straight into the lake. No. Wait, what? It was not even 24 hours old. <gasps> and I've got a picture of the lawnmower submerged in the green and the mud. And it was actually located in a way that we couldn't even get it out. No. So we couldn't get a vehicle down there to get it out. And actually, what we did was we got it back on the trailer, me and two or three other guys. I took it back to the store, and they said, You've only had it 24 hours. We'll take it back. <gasps> wow. And I felt like I was committing fraud. Whoa. But they offered. Hey. Um, Did you tell them what happened? I, it was pretty obvious. Oh, it okay. was in about four and a half, five feet of water. Muddy, muddy, dirty water. So did they give you a new one? Uh, I bought a different type. Okay. I, I decided that maybe. One that drives zero, itself? Yeah, from them. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I decided that zero turn probably wasn't for me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Got you. I mean, I almost feel like we need to plug. Was it John Deere? I mean, where did you buy this thing from? We ended up with a John Deere. That's not what we started. Okay, okay. okay. All right. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you the name of the store because okay. I don't think the statute of limitations is quite run out. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like great customer service, though. Yeah, That's right? I was trying That's, to say. I yeah. Know. It's fantastic. Yeah, That's great. Right. That's okay. really great. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? So the greatest invention of all time, that's a great question. I suppose like there are some obvious things, right? The discovery of the wheel, the Mm -hmm. discovery of fire. I'm going to say as a kid from Indiana, the greatest invention of all time was the basketball or the Mm. ball in general, Mm. because the ball has provided children, whether it be basketball, soccer, baseball, any other sport that uses a round ball or the various things that have come from that, a football Mm -hmm. comes to mind, the bowling ball. The ball has provided a wonderful outlet for people of all ages over the course of so many generations. And so is it the internet? Is it the computer that if, you know, medical discoveries like penicillin, of course, those are fantastic. But for a kid that grew up in Indiana in his backyard, The love that I had for a ball and then later on as an adult watching others play with a ball is hard for me to surpass in my mind. Mm. And it's such a simple invention. Yeah. I mean, seemingly. I noticed he didn't say golf ball. Just throwing it out there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. I just can't get out of the sand. Yeah, right. (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) Since we're still kind of around the holidays, what's your favorite family tradition? I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving, but I think my favorite family tradition, before I moved into this place down in Florida, it's been a family place since the mid-1970s. My grandfather had it. My parents have it. Now I have it. Every year on 4th of July, we come down and we enjoy a day on the water. We enjoy a day outside. And then after dinner, we sit out on the back porch. We are fortunate and blessed to be right on Sarasota Bay. 
and they shoot off fireworks mm. not 500 yards from us. And to watch those in the air so close and to watch the reflection on the water right in front of us has just been something that our family has treasured. Uh, I know my grandfather loved it. My parents uh, still come over. Uh, my boys have enjoyed it. And uh, God willing, their kids too. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, a really, really neat way to, to have a family gathering and celebrate America's independence. Nice. Wow, that's great. Nice. All right, Rox, so let's do one more oldie but a goodie. All right. Would you rather have the ability to control the weather or the ability to talk to animals? So I'm an outdoor dog. I spend all my time outdoors. Uh -huh. and, and the easy thing would be to control the weather. Yep. Having said that, I love animals. Yeah. And I think the ability to talk to animals would be so cool. Yeah. And so I'm going to go, even though I'm an outdoor dog, I'm going to go with talk to animals. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Let's do some rapid fire. Half full or half empty? Half full. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. I like what's real, not okay. what's imaginary. No sci-fi. What do you mean it's not real? <laughs> no, okay. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Diet Coke. Enough that would kill me every single day. Excellent. Nice. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. Excellent. By the way, family had a problem with that smooth peanut butter last summer. We got the salmonella. Oh, <gasps> oh you, no. got the, you were one of them. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You didn't listen to our podcast soon enough. We, we gave the warnings. <laughs> we had the numbers. We kept yeah. giving the warnings out. All right. Uh, last one. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Every single time funny. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Scott, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles finally. Now, what can we plug for you? Plug everything. We can find you on Twitter and all that stuff, I assume? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at the Scott J. Watson. And again, hearing voices with Scott Watson. Some of the content certainly unique to Western Michigan. But we have uh, great national guests also, and you can find that wherever you access a podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni FM. Uh, we're on all of them and always at whtc.com. Excellent. We'll make sure we put all that in the show notes for you. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Excellent. Okay. All right. Nice. Simple. Uh, yeah, we like that. All right. Well, Scott, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Great show. Honored to be a guest. All La right. cheeserie. La cheeserie to you. La cheeserie. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Scott, for coming on to Meet the Littles. I mean, just so much wrestling. So coincidental. <laughs> All right. Now, Chuck, so we have to get you in on this, okay? Because you weren't here last time. We've been talking about so much wrestling the last. Now, did you grow up with this as well? Like WWF? Hulk Hogan. Oh, Andre totally. The I was all over WWF. All the right. cartoons and the real guys. Oh, I forgot about the cartoon. You're right. What? Oh, yeah. Saturday mornings? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so who was your favorite? I think it was Jimmy Superfly yeah. Snooker. Yep. Off the rails. Yep. Well, we've certainly had a lot of talk about that in the last couple episodes, and it's just been kind of... We have tons of emails referring to that. So let's jump right into that. We heard from Adam Jameson, episode 142. He says, the wrestling stories on the latest pod were great. I'm 51. Remember lots of those guys. We had a little Midwest promotion called Midwest States Wrestling when I was a little kid, like grade school age. We would go watch them at the National Guard Armory smoke-filled room. In junior high, I got to see the Freebirds. 
as I remember, it was Terry, Bam Bam Gordy, Michael Hayes, and Buddy Roberts on a ring set up on the football field in Parsons, Kansas. I mean, those are bringing back some memory. I'm just, <laughs> it's crazy. Todd Decay, episode 115, he said, we are going to an AEW event in a few weeks as we are still pro wrestling fans. My dad took me to see a show with Abula the Butcher when I was a kid. It was neat, but I was obsessed with baseball. Now I watch because the woman to whom I am related by marriage loves it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and then we heard from Dave Clary, episode TBD. He says, I remember going to an event in New Orleans and seeing Dick the Bruiser. There was a ladder involved. We heard from Kim Wilson, two L's, episode 36. Wow. That, this is what blows my mind. I know. I feel like that was just yesterday. I feel like it's the opposite of what Tony was like. Tony was like 193. I was like, hello, 36. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. She says WrestleMania three was at the Pontiac Silverdome. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Hashtag information for life. So I had to do then a deep dive. Now, this is crazy. I first wanted to know where number two was because that's mm -hmm. where I thought it was. But I had the wrong one. And that one, I think it looked like it was all over the place. I, I don't know how they did that, but it was at various arenas all around the country, I think, at the same time, sort of. Mm -hmm. But can we go back to WrestleMania one for a second? Now, we talked a lot about this the last episode, but... It was the show, as we said, it was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T against Paul Orndorff and Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And they defeated them. That was the big main event. But also, Re Wendy Richter, accompanied by manager Cindy Lauper, she defeated I, Liana Kai to win the WWF Women's Championship. Then we had Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik defeated the U.S. Express, Mike Rotundo, and Barry Windham to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Now, this is where it got interesting. Celebrity guests included former heavyweight boxing champion Muhammad Ali as one of the referees. Whoa. Baseball manager player Billy Martin as the ring announcer. And musician actor Liberace was the timekeeper. No way. Now, how effing cool is that? That's fun. I mean, I didn't remember any of that stuff. <laughs> That's fun. But I right? just thought that was really cool. All right. And then, so next, let's move back to the emails. We heard from Jamie Armada, episode 153. He says, Chuck, you have to go back and watch the rest of Young Rock. Now, Chuck, I'm guessing you're not watching the new TV show on NBC, Young Rock. I'm familiar with it, but I have not started. Okay, we were kind of talking about that the last episode. He said, yeah, the future storyline is goofy. Thank you for acknowledging my <laughs> not continuing watching. He said, but the flashback stories are adorable, and the casting and care given to the 80s and 90s wrestlers is outstanding. Mm -hmm. I believe I said that last mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. The actors who portray Andre the Giant and the Iron Sheik are incredible. Speaking of the Iron Sheik, if you don't follow him on Twitter, please go take a peek. He is a national treasure. And I dare you to read his tweets and not hear them in his voice in your head. I also recommend the parody Feminist Iron Sheik Twitter account. I have an Iron Sheik story. Really? Um, yeah. In the 80s, I don't know when this was, mid-80s sometime, the gang all came to Springfield here, and they wrestled in where the Shriners are in I don't know if they're all like this, but the shrine here is called the Shrine Mosque. So it's like this Arab kind of building. And I heard Sheik, during the, before the show, during the day, went up to the roof of the Shrine Mosque, which is like a four-story building or so, and started screaming at pedestrians walking around, you know, just kind of like taking them on. And JYD, I think Roddy Piper was there too, but definitely JYD. Junkyard Dog. Came out. Yeah, Junkyard Dog came out and started yelling from the street at him. So they had this like little sideshow going before. <laughs> like people walking down the street and seeing this Iron Sheik 
on the top of this building yelling at, yelling like, at people going by. <laughs> oh my God, that's, out, like, that's so great. Wussies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to look at that account. Yeah. I mean, I'm not into it much anymore. But I, like I said, that's what I brought right? up. And I said that show, Young Rock, does portray them really great. And those actors are great. They do a really great job portraying those characters. Because, mm-hmm. man, they were characters. They really were. All right. Now, so let's do this. Starting the new year off, right, we're going to go back and do some things we normally we haven't done in a while. Okay. One is that we haven't talked TV in a while. Roxy and I just wanted to do a quick shout out to the show Call Me Cat. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, right? Yep. One of K-A-T. my favorites. Yes. Yeah. For those of you that follow the show, you already know this, but we actually acknowledged it on the program here. Mm-hmm. We said we lost Leslie Jordan way too soon. Yeah. Very funny character actor, mm-hmm. musical. I mean, he did everything. He, he did he everything. He really did everything. And he was on the show. He was on the show. And then he got in a car accident, I want to say about two months ago. So they were in the process of still filming the full season. Right. So okay. these, the last like few episodes after their winter break, yeah. um, he was still in it because those had been filmed before he right, passed away. Right. Um, and they acknowledged it that week when it happened you know, in a they, in memory of type of thing. Yes. But now they were dealing with how are they going to move, move on the forward. show with the mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, from Archie Bunker days, that's the first one I remember when Edith died, when she left the show and stuff like that. Spoiler alert. Well, I just mean, I remember every show Shit. deals with it differently. They do. You know, they some, do. and this one was, I thought there was lots of news about it, how they were going to handle it and respectfully and just you know, sometimes you don't want to kill off the character. That's what they did on the Goldbergs. Right. You know, the right. father had to leave the show. We right. don't need to get into that. But they had to move on. So right. they, they said he died. Right. Okay. That's not how this happened. But what we want to point out is how they ended the whole program. It was so classy. Mm-hmm. I've ne- I have not seen a tribute, a tribute like this. Except the silent tribute from Cheers, which mm-hmm. we can get into mm-hmm. with Coach. That was amazing. Yeah. But this was just told you how they're going to move on with the character in the show. Right. And then they broke the fourth wall. Yeah. And they just talked to the camera. Yeah. And they brought out his chair, said Leslie Jordan on it. And it was just, it was so emotional. Oh, I cried. Yeah. I cried a lot. They actually lot. just looked and they actually said, this is how we are moving forward with the character. Now we're going to talk about Leslie. Mm-hmm. And what he meant to them in the show and everything yeah. like that. I just never it seen a, a TV show do, do that. Mm-hmm. They literally took a good minute and a half at the end of the show to, to do this. Yeah. It um, was very well done. Yeah. I, and honestly, going through the episode, I wasn't really sure what they were doing necessarily. I yeah. got that they were trying to give his character a happy ending, but I wasn't quite sure where it was all leading. And then they did this yeah. little, they had this moment and it all kind of clicked. And, yeah. and Well, first we should shout out Vicki Lawrence, who they are now bringing on the show. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's going to be a full-time member, but she was playing his mother. Right. And you're thinking, oh gosh, where is this going to go? Yes. And it turned out, so he, they just went on vacation. She came in to help mm-hmm. at the... The cat cafe the cat cafe and it ends up he just stays in where are they tahiti, tahiti. i think they took a vacation to tahiti he's just they're just gonna stay there yeah so that's how they're doing he's gonna open a bakery down there mm-hmm. you know and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool it was kind of mm-hmm. cute so yeah. anyway wanted to give a quick shout out to the writers and just everyone involved with call me cat for the just very classy send-off yep for leslie jordan so that was great did you guys ever see cool kids oh my god chuck absolutely i've seen cool kids i loved cool kids and he was in that as well. But and then what did they do with Vicki Lawrence? They brought her in late, right? No, no, she was one of the main. Pre- no, she was one of the main people. Yeah, there was that's like right. Four of them, right? I think so. Yes. But that's the first time I heard of Leslie Jordan, and ah. I thought she was hysterical in that. Oh like, my gosh! Like he was a, pretty much the only reason, main reason we watched that. Like I watched that with Zubin because he he actually loved him too. Aww. Yeah. And I didn't really follow him after that. Yeah, that season was like one season. One season, I think. Yeah, that was a show. That was a show I really wish could have lasted longer. Mm -hmm. I really do. 
Yeah, yeah I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. Great concept. Yep. But I have since started following him on Instagram, and it's still I'm just watching all of his Oh, old, it's hilarious. He oh, was, yeah. yeah, pretty prolific poster so there's a lot yeah. of content there oh especially during and, the pandemic uh, oh my gosh yeah he got yeah. a lot of people so, through the pandemic he did you know his posts sure. were just i hilarious. can see why yeah yeah. So. yeah all right well let's now do another thing we're gonna do an unread email from the big show someone sent one of these in so i was like all right let's do it dear dr hoff on wednesday's show in discussing aaron judge returning to the yankees and the erroneous tweet by john Heyman the day before mark feinstein said it happens to all of us at some point at some level well he would certainly know, and I know how he knows. In 2008 and 2009, I worked as a web editor at the New York Daily News, mostly ensuring that the articles from the next day's paper were prepared for the website, working from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. In the early morning hours of Tuesday, December 11, 2008, the phone rang and I picked it up. It was none other than one Mark Feinstein calling from the MLB winter meetings to report that the Yankees were set to trade Melky Cabrera to the Brewers from Mike Cameron. Knowing that the sports desk was cleared out by that point, Mark needed to know where he could send the article to make sure it got on the web quickly. He dictated the article to me over the phone, and I made sure the article got up as soon as the website, quote, turned over at 4 a.m. Mark had two major league sources for his story, but of course, the trade did not happen, and Cabrera hit 274 with 13 homers for the Yankees in 2009. Still, every time I hear Mark's name on the show, I have my own little David Aldridge moment. No more so than when he talked about how everyone gets one wrong. Best regards from Suffolk County, where I share your pain in watching former players for my team like Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard, now suiting up for the Phillies. Elliot Olshansky, episode 111. So remember, Littles, as we say, emails, jingles that go to die. That's yep. our show. Yep. So send them in. We'll get, up, we'll get some of those in sometimes from time to time. All right, let's do something else we haven't done in a while. Let's get to the news. <laughs> Breaking news. Florida man allegedly beat roommate's raccoon with hammer, threatened to kill neighbor with sewing needle. All right. A Florida man was arrested after he allegedly beat his roommate's pet raccoon and threatened to kill the roommate and a neighbor. Tevin Williams, 31, had held a sewing needle to his neighbor's neck and threatened to kill him before repeatedly hitting the raccoon and shooting it with a BB gun on December 14th. Deputies with the Lake County Sheriff's Office responded to a 911 call at around 5.30 p.m. on December 14th. When deputies arrived at the scene, they met Williams' roommate. The roommate said when she arrived home from work, Williams hopped off his scooter, approached her car, and began punching the vehicle while also telling her I'm going to kill you according to an arrest affidavit obtained by law and crime she was able to get out of her car and over to a neighbor's house a neighbor then informed her that Williams had killed her pet raccoon Williams roommate told deputy she kept her raccoon in a kennel outside near the back of their house a deputy walked around the outside of the home and found the hammer believed to have been used on the raccoon the deputy then went to the rear of the home and located the animal and a bloody mat the raccoon however was still breathing oh good the affidavit also states that a male neighbor told deputies he was sitting on his porch when Williams came over, put a sewing needle to his throat, and told him that he was going to kill him. The man said he then went back into his house and that William followed him inside. The man also said Williams had killed the raccoon by hitting it with a hammer and shooting the animal with a BB gun on its neck, according to the affidavit. 
A witness confirmed to deputies that he observed Williams walk up to the male neighbor's porch and point a sewing needle to his neck. Williams was charged with two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and one count of aggravated animal cruelty, all of which are third-degree felonies punishable by a maximum of five years in state prison. He was booked into the Lake County Jail on December 14th, but was released three days later after posting a $6,000 bond. A judge issued a court order prohibiting Williams from having any contact with the victims and that he must stay at at least 500 feet away from them. William's arraignment is scheduled for January 9th. Oh, that's coming up. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Okay, so maybe we'll get the, <laughs> the update. Scoop. We'll get the update for you. <laughs> no, I mean, there's so much to unpack there, though. I mean, first things first, can you actually have a pet raccoon? Uh, probably in Florida, it seems, <laughs> okay. I guess. Exactly. Apparently. I mean, I get... The stories always have it in Florida. Well, because it's Florida man... You know, whatever, Friday, yeah. whatever, I guess. I don't know. Not today. Too but much sun. Yeah, too much sun, I guess. I don't know, Chuck. I, I mean, mean, it sounds like he was watching Christmas Vacation a lot this season because that's what Clark Griswold was going to do with the squirrel. He was going to trap it in a coat and hit it in the ha- with the right, hammer, right? Right, right. So, I mean, maybe he but had the, a little too much Christmas Vacation the, in him. I mean, can you, with a BB gun, I guess, if you're really close? Yeah, if you're really close close but if the I, animal is still alive then maybe he I wasn't guess. that close but then can we talk about the there's so much in this the deadly weapon a needle a sewing needle yeah i, I mean, mean i guess you could like poke someone's eye out with it or something yeah, if i don't you know like slit <laughs> someone you could slit a throat with it really i'm um, probably yeah, i mean I even though it's not yeah. a big weapon because i was thinking more that he was, you know i'm thinking needle you poke things with it so i was thinking even if you poked it into someone's body i don't think yeah. it would yeah I mean, the neighbor was saying it was at his neck, so oh, that could be yeah, that's true. That's that could true. be scary. Yeah. That's just not something just, I would think to use as a deadly weapon. Yeah, maybe just that's bring, all he could find. Maybe I got a needle here. A sewing needle. So, like, is someone going to rob a bank with a sewing needle? I guess that's kind of I don't know. going up. But well, the arraignment's for tomorrow, so maybe we'll see. We'll try to mm-hmm. get you an update. Not that you want one, but anyway, <laughs> Chuck, do you have anything to expound on that? Nope. Okay. All right. Stay away from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you want to write to us, send us a fun, dumb question. Want to be a guest on our show? Want to be a music guest on our show? Just go to our website. Yeah. And I guess I can throw this out there. If it's pertaining to the show, Mm-hmm. Make sure it goes to like the email address or the website or something like that. So then Chuck won't be a dope here and forget to talk about it on the podcast <laughs> because that's what happens. There's too many outlets for yeah. to control. Yeah. And it's, I need an intern. Yeah. We need an intern. That should have been my New Year's resolution to get an intern. Mm. But anyway, right. we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Remember, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. If you need fog free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. But remember, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Bye. Seriously, dude? Hey, you. I knew I'd hate you when you came. But I wanted to love you all the And I wish 
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Ooh. Oh, yeah.